0: Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello everyone and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. Uh, My name is Colin. I am a teacher, tarot and oracle card reader. I am a singer and guitarist in the band Red Treasure, and I am a newly reinvigorated uh, Dungeons & Dragons enthusiast, and I am located in beautiful North Hollywood, California.
1: My name is Stephanie Orlima. I am a transformational life coach and I help people shift away from negative thinking. And today I am coming to you from San Diego, California.
0: Uh, We wanna thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the audio version on Spotify, CastBox, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, thank you so much for watching us. If you happen to be watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel. uh, At this point, we are posting a brand new episode every Monday morning. Um, and we want to thank you so much for liking liking us, following us, subscribing to us, reviewing us, whatever your platform allows you to do. Uh, it's all appreciated. It all helps other people find the show. You can, If you're watching us on YouTube, you can leave us a comment, and we encourage you to do so, and no matter how you're listening or watching, you can always email us at cocreationstation1111 at gmail.com. Each week, we start our discussion here on CoCreation Station from a different jumping-off point, and this week, um, I think I'm kicking... I am... I am providing the jumping-off point, um, because over the past week I mentioned to you, Stephanie, that um, the story of me uh, running my first Dungeons & Dragons game uh, for for almost 25 years or more um, was quite a Law of Attraction, Art of Allowing kind of story, so I thought I would uh, share that with you and our listeners and viewers. Um, but first of all, welcome. It's good to see you. Hi, good to see you <laughs> <laughs> I timed that perfectly, like right, right as you got the Well, we don't
1: usually water. do that, so I was like, "Oh." Well,
0: I guess, I think I know I'm about to go on a little bit of a, a rant here, so I didn't want to like not have you. Oh,
1: so here I get to speak for 60 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I am here. I am a co-host.
0: <laughs> I know some stuff. I say some stuff. Um, yeah. And I shouldn't go too long, but yeah, I just, I just noticed it. I think I, right after that evening, um, which would have been, uh, last Tuesday. So about a week and a half ago now, um, I think right after either the night when I got home or the morning after I texted you and said, this was a really, really incredible, um, kind of art of allowing story. So, um, I, I, and for those of you who have listened or watched before, I think I've mentioned that I've been mentioning this more and more over the last few weeks, but, um, There's a game called Dungeons and Dragons. If you don't know what it is, Google it. Um, (laughs) We don't have time to cover it here, Uh, but it's super fun. I played it when I was younger. I played it from when I was like eight, nine, ten years old all the way up through college. Um, Then I didn't play for a long time, and, um, but always wanted to get back into it and kept all my books and and accessories and everything like that. Um, And then some point about a year and a half ago, Um, I started getting back into it slowly, and then I started playing regularly again last November, so I've been playing as a player again for about whatever we're at, six months or so. But Dungeons & Dragons is a unique game in the sense that it's not like a board game where four people play the game and they're all equal and they all just roll the dice and move their thing. Um, It's a little more complicated than that, and um, it needs what is called... Some people call it a dungeon master. Uh, some people call it a game master. But essentially, there there are the people who show up to play the game like a board game. But then there's one person called the dungeon master or game master who has to run the whole game. And in D and D, basically, like the there you when you're playing, you're basically playing a fictional character and you're taking a fictional character through this story. It's kind of like a novel or a movie. And the dungeon master is the one who sets up the whole story and tells the players what their fictional characters are experiencing. The, the players tell the dungeon master what their fictional character does in different situations. And then the, the dungeon master determines like what happens to them based on their choices and things like that. It's kind of like a big, if anybody remembers the Choose Your Own Adventure books from the 1980s, it's kind of like an expanded version of that. Anyway, so I hadn't dungeon mastered in, yeah, since probably like the late 1990s, so over 25 years, which doesn't yeah. seem possible. Um, and I had played that. I found this uh, really amazing um, gaming and tea shop <laughs> in Burbank, near where I live in, in LA here, um, and it's called Geeky Teas. So
1: <laughs> free advertising for them. They're
0: amazing. Um, they're on Magnolia Boulevard. Um, but um, I had That's signed their
1: up. Name. Like yeah
0: <laughs> it's a really cool space too like they have a store where they sell you're gonna
1: have to take me games. there sometime How yeah absolutely. from your place
0: oh next time you come up oh it's like a 10 minute drive
1: okay yeah
0: um
1: only because i love tea and now i'm learning more and more about D D. so I've oh it's I also there. a
0: cat rescue i think i keep forgetting to mention that mg it's yeah they have a thing called uh it's called geeky kitties or something like that which is like they have they, they're also a cat rescue so they um there are awesome cats walking around the whole time and they're they're all super friendly and they won't come up to you and Oh
1: wow. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Okay. It's like yeah, it's like it's it's amazing. Anyway. Um so I had signed up to play three weeks two and a half weeks ago now. Um because I found out that they do I found the store online and i immediately and i saw how close it was to me here and i just like, like it, hell yes it was it was a sunday and they were going to close in a few hours and i was like i'm just getting in the car and driving right now <laughs> and um i had seen on the website that they actually had a place where you could actually play dnd and people got together on weeknights and saturdays and actually played at the store which happens at game stores all over the country but i've never actually played that way um the playing i've been done been doing in the last six months has all been online, which is another way you can play with other people. Um, so I, I asked the cashier, you know, I was like, do you, do you actually, I saw on the website that people play D and D here. And she's like, yep, Tuesday nights, like we have. So I, when I got back home, I signed up to play and the following Tuesday night, so two days later, and so, I mean, already I'm in an art of allowing kind of zone here because I don't even remember how I found the place online, but that that just, like, popped up out of nowhere, you know?
1: Well, that just kind of backed up because yeah. prior to that, right? Like, like, before things happen, then we're in that vibrational state, right? Right. And then it's responding. Yeah. So what would you say, like, what was going on? Like, were you in this, like, chill space? Were you... Cause you've been playing since November. So you were already yeah. feeling good like that multiple times you've told me, and that has kind of escalated as well. You playing with them.
0: Yeah. I don't remember hundred percent clearly, but um, what most likely happened was I played with my regular online group the, the on the Saturday. And then Sunday I was just, um, like looking up stuff and researching stuff about D and D online, which I do. And I, I think that probably put me in a really awesome mood because I love, you know, just being doing stuff associated with it.
1: Yeah. But even prior to that, so, so some, at some point in no prior to November you Ah. allowed in.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Right. Like something happened during that. Yeah. We've talked
0: about that before, but, um, yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah. Um,
1: and then you and then there's just been this momentum building with D. yeah right and so yeah. even even playing with those people you when you first met them you're like these guys are so cool like oh my gosh and then you've playing playing and then something shifted with them and things just got even better
0: yes so i don't remember when the first time i played online was. It was it was early, I think that was fairly early on in the COVID era. So we're talking like mid 2021. Um again, I think I was in a really good mood. I hadn't played DD in very, very, very long time. And I discovered this website called Start Playing. It's not Startplaying.com. It's like Startplaying.games, I think. Um and before I discovered the Start Playing website I had sort of assumed that the only way I'd be able to play or dungeon master or do anything with D&D was I'd have to find a group of people. I did think like, oh, there's a there's a really well-known website called meetup.com, which all sorts of people with interests like hiking or, you know, a particular genre of fiction, you know, get together on meetup.com. They form a group and whatever. And I think I hadn't heard that like there were D&D groups on meetup. So I felt like Either I've got to get a group of friends together and I knew that no one in my life, present company included, had played. (laughs) So I was gonna have to like teach everybody, which was fine, but it was like, it was gonna, you know, it didn't seem easy to me. And when I thought about going on meetup.com, that didn't, like my thoughts were probably not that great because I think I was thinking like, oh, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a process. You know, I'm gonna have to find a group you know, I'm gonna have to find a group that's open to a new person. Like, I don't know, like, how often they meet, you know, all so this stuff. So,
1: some su- resistant thoughts there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, and then, you know, COVID hit. So, I'm also like, oh, geez, you know, now we're, now we have to delay meeting in person. So, whatever. And I didn't, I don't think I even knew that people were playing the, what we call the tabletop version, which is where you play with other people in the way that I've been talking about. There are there are video games based on D&D that you can just play by yourself like any video game. But this is actually like, if we're talking about playing the actual tabletop version of the game, I didn't know that people were connecting kind of like we do on Zoom and playing as if they were in the same space, but you know, online like this kind of. And so when I discovered the Start Playing website, I must have been in a good vibration when I had found that because that was, that was something that kicked a whole bunch of stuff off. Nice. Um, and eventually that took a while, but eventually that led me to the group that I still play with on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Um, but as you just mentioned, like, so when I started playing with the regular group that I'm playing with now, <laughs> I still feel like the universe was brilliant on this. Like I was having a problem
1: you just said it the talking brilliant on
0: this yeah i had a problem talking and being heard we were playing on a on a site called discord which a lot of people know about but it's it's similar to zoom but it's geared towards people that play games either video games or games like dnd but it serves a lot of the same function that zoom does it's like a bunch of people can log in you know you can all see hear each other that kind of thing so but i was having this problem and i thought it was a problem with discord which is hilarious because it wasn't at all (laughs) but i think it was like two or three months i was playing every week and it felt like um when i whenever i spoke up on discord if someone else was speaking then nobody would hear me and so a lot of times like in the most exciting parts of the game like when we're fighting dragons or whatever um like i'm trying to say stuff that my fictional character would do and nobody's hearing me like the dungeon master isn't hearing me the other players And so i kind of felt like i was still having a blast i was still having like one level of fun but i also had times where i felt bored or kind of annoyed because it was like man i just tried to tell somebody something three times and they still can't hear me and i mean they could hear me sometimes that was the thing it's not it wasn't like my mic wasn't working so what i figured out after two or three months and i didn't figure it out my group told me like at one point they said they, that my audio was garbled. And I said, oh, okay, well, let me put my headphones in for my Mac, my laptop. And I put my headphones in and, and I started talking and they said, not only can we hear you, we can hear you clearer than we've ever heard you. Oh <laughs> and I realized just using the, the built-in microphone on my Mac laptop, yeah. that somehow Discord didn't like that as much and it was oh. prioritizing other people over me. But when I had my headphones on, um, plugged into the Mac, then everybody could hear me, know whether someone was talking or not.
1: Heard you clearly. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And what that that two or three month period allowed was because they they had been they were all brand new to the game uh, as of about five months before I joined. So they were still learning the game, and and one of my concerns in joining the group was, I was still learning the new rules, but I I played when I was a kid and I played for years, so it's like I knew. I knew my way around like the game itself very well and i was worried that i would take over <laughs> you know because in a lot of situations they might not know what to do and i would i'd have an idea and i would just keep putting my idea in and then eventually it would like get annoying because i was always the one with the ideas so it was really great because it, it that whole period where they couldn't hear me very well Allowed me to slowly integrate myself into the group where we all became equals, mm. and by the time my microphone started working properly, we were we were all in that very equal dynamic. So wow. then I, but then I started, I definitely started having a lot more fun every Saturday, because all of a sudden my ideas and things people could hear it, and we were right. we were negotiating with, at what you have to do in the game. You know, like yeah. what what are we going to decide to do? But um, but I was like more active and more into it because people were actually hearing what I was saying. Yeah, I so that, that I think built some more, you know, uh, art momentum. of allowing momentum. Totally.
1: Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I love that you said the universe is brilliant on this. You yeah. Just.
0: I couldn't have planned that any better. I mean, I really feel like that was like a hyper intelligent force,
1: <laughs> like planning
0: out exactly like, we want Colin to have the maximum amount of fun in this whole experience and everybody else. Well, so how can we arrange it.
1: Out, it? Again, it points out like, because I know you do this and I, I do it too, is like we, we assign it like it, it's making a decision for us. Yeah, really which isn't what's amazing. happening, but yeah. But what is what happened was you already had in your vortex right. having the most amazing time ever. Right. And you had that concern about, you know, be taking over, but you Yeah. What trumped that was that you wanted to have so much fun and, and yeah. it'd be equal with everyone. And then law of attraction is responding to your vibration. Yeah. And so you allowed in this awesome experience. Yeah. And that blows think- my mind. Cause I need to remember that this is wonderful conversation for us to be having right now because the universe is brilliant and I'm seeing things happen like you know, a little chess game or and I'm just like, what? And then when it's all said and done, I'll understand it more. But right now, Mm -hmm. I'm like, my mind's being blown personally Mm -hmm. in my life and with other things. And so to hear this experience with you, it just kind of cements for me that the universe, law of attraction, my inner being, higher power, know better than me. I don't Mm -hmm. know everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think I didn't think about this until this conversation, it's been really good for me too, to sort of get get more honed in on like the, the attraction aspect of this is that I think my desire not to take over partly was fear, which probably would have been a resistant, you know, thoughts last vibration. But I think it was also like, um, it was concerning compassion and and wanting, wanting to, uh, not disrupt the fun so i mean i think that was a positive vibration like i don't want to ruin this group <laughs> you know yeah. like i want to be a good part of this group and so i think it's possible that that you know i sent that vibration out and then i attracted the microphone everything. thing yeah
1: everything everything yeah. is like yeah like i love you know abraham talks about how you know like say if, you know i want a white 2012 lexus ls yeah you know, and i put that in my vortex but then at some point i'm like yeah but i also want it to have super low miles and you know or now i want yellow it hears everything energetically and has put all of those amended changes in there yeah and so you know this experience you're having all of those amendments have been added and it's just the synchronicity and the the specification and down to the minutest yeah
0: no that's the thing
1: my mind goes Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about before, too, about like, I I still, you know, most of us do, even when we learn this stuff back to front, like you and I have, we still have times where we doubt it or our default programming from our our earlier, Uh, Yeah. but those, these, these are the type of experiences that help me like remember this in the future, because like, honestly, that whole thing with the microphone, I mean, it just couldn't have happened any better way, you know, like, I can't like the, the, the night that my mic, where that happened, where they were like, Oh, we can hear you now. And we hear you better than we've ever heard you. Like, that was the perfect, it just, you know, you had to be there in a way, but like, it was the perfect time for me to start being heard in that environment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the sort of thing that's just like, yeah, the law traction attraction is a thing and it works because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not just coincidence. That's not just like, wow, that's crazy how that worked out. I mean, that's, that's too perfect. It was too perfectly aligned.
1: Divine timing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so fast forward a little bit. So I've been playing with them for a while. So now we're sort of coming out of the pandemic, I guess, um, things are opening up a little bit. And um, I did start to think about, you know, oh, could I play with pe- some friends? Could I set up another game in dungeon master for friends? Um, online, maybe, because I have you know friends all over the country. So it's like, well, that would probably be better done on Discord or Zoom or something like that. And um, you know, and then I was like, oh, or maybe you know, if I could get enough of my friends, you know, here in Los Angeles together, like maybe they could come over or something. Which anybody who has lives in Los Angeles and has friends here, it's like we're all just crazy busy workaholic people. And we're, <laughs> it's really challenging to get us all together at a particular time um but i think i was i was just having a ton of fun on the saturday group and i was thinking about like how does this you know how does this expand in my life like i wanna i'd really like to start dungeon mastering again um i really enjoy that it's a big responsibility you have a lot more work to do you know work um to do than the other players because if you're playing you just show up and just react you know the the dungeon master has to like either create the story or buy a book that has a story in it, read it, you know, and like guide the players through it or whatever. But I've never perceived that as work. It's always just been super fun play, really. Um, Oh, remind me about the George Bernard Shaw quote before we close the episode too. Um, So, so I again i think i was in a really good vibration i was i probably had played the day before on saturday and then on this particular sunday i was like doing research on things as i as i do um regards...
1: background noise you messing with the box or whatever oh sorry That's sorry yeah. disturbing sorry Thank um
0: you. so i was doing research online on the following day on sunday on on various D things and i came across um you know the 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 website for the store um the Geeky teas in Burbank and I saw that it was closing in a few hours so I was like okay I'll just get in Sunday I don't have anything to do I'll just drive over and um, I signed up to play um, on the website after visiting the store I signed up I went home went on the website and signed up to play and one of the problems was when I looked on and again this is sort of like if you understand, like I'm, I'm having a super good time, having lots of fun, and what I my desire is to be is to dungeon master. But I knew this was like a new place and new people, so I was like, well, I don't want to dungeon master right away. I'd like to play a few times and get used to people, and then maybe you know I can talk them into me dungeon mastering, or maybe there'll be an opportunity. So when I get home to sign up to play for the first time, part of the problem is there's three D and D sessions for two days later on the website and they're all full for players like they have three dungeon masters and i think you have six players in each group so each one of the three sessions has all six people already signed up and they have a wait list you can go on for all three of them but that's all i could do is i could be on the wait list for all three so i um i found a way to contact the organizer through the through the website and i said hey like um are you guys in need of dungeon masters because you know I'm, I'm trying to play for the first time and i got like there's all that's left for two days from now is wait lists and manny who's the guy who runs the DD stuff for that store says yeah actually we're in desperate need of dungeon masters he's like could you do it you know this tuesday night and i was like no <laughs> and anybody who is a dungeon master knows that is that would be a herculean effort especially if you have a you know other things you have to do in your life but i said but i can try to get ready to dungeon master for one week from tonight uh one week from tuesday and he was like yeah that's great that's cool you know and he sort of guided me through their process or whatever and then he ended up he usually doesn't dungeon master he's usually more of an administrator guy who walks around on tuesday nights and kind of make sure everybody everything's happening the way it needs to but because there were so many people on all three waiting lists he decided to dungeon master an additional session so I got to play two days later for oh, I played D and D in person, live and in yeah. person with people for the first time since the oh mid God. to late nineties. And the guy who runs the whole thing there was the Dungeon Master. So I played and <laughs> Dungeon Master. That's so I, sweet. I got to cool. see like from the dude who runs it, like what the deal is there. And um and so, yeah, but at that point, like as soon as that was over, I was signed up. I, I talked to him there about it and, and got everything cleared up. And then I gave him the information he needed to put on the website. And I think I texted you like the next morning at like 9 a.m. on the the website for Geeky Tees, They had me, it was like this official looking thing of like, here's this session on Tuesday the dungeon master is Colin Daniels Worcester and he will be running this adventure at this time. And it was like, it was so official looking. I was like, Oh, it was like one of those things where you, you volunteer to do something, but it's not real for you. And then you see it, you know, like something like that. And you're like, like,
1: Oh, this is is actually happening. Like (laughs) this is the real deal.
0: (laughs) And, um, and my session of six people filled up like immediate, like I think I checked back the next day. You know, so that would just be like Wednesday. Um, and I was like, oh, we probably don't, you know, people may not have seen the listing yet. And it was already full. There was always six people signed <laughs> up. And I was like, well, oh, this is really happening. Okay, okay. Um, and so literally, so so seven you, days after-
1: Were you excited, nervous, both? Like all what it. was, yeah, all it. I was gonna say, usually there is like a multitude yeah. of emotions, right? When it's something we want. Yeah.
0: Again, I feel it's great, it's fantastic that um, I played for six months online before Dungeon Mastering. I think it would have, I probably could have done it um, six months earlier. But it's one of those things that, like, it was it was perfectly timed. You know, like I was more ready to do it, you know, um, when when it actually happened than if I had, you know gotten my wish immediately you know in early 2021 where i was like i don't want to or 2020 whenever that was (laughs) like i want to play D&D again i Mm want to master um so so now i'm dungeon mastering and i'm dungeon mastering for the first time since the mid to late 90s so i haven't dungeon mastered a D D game since like the mid online or anywhere else i haven't done it and um I go to the shop, and uh, yeah, I, was, I would say I was nervous. The, the, most, the thing I'm most nervous about, and we don't have to get too deep into this, but um, there is a whole side story of when I was younger and was playing D&D, I had a friend who was just a stickler for the rules of the game. And in my humble opinion, he definitely reached a point after we'd been playing for a while where following the rules strictly became more important than fun and I really felt like that was not the way I wanted to go, like, this is a game, it should always be fun, <laughs> you know, like, it's one of the things, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right, and, but you do need to have some familiarity with the rules, and there's a lot of rules, and, you know, I have ADD, and, and I'm not the greatest reader, you know, like, especially, like, long books, you know, I read articles online all the time, I read emails, obviously, and things like that. But like long books, like big novels or big, you know, textbooks or things are just not my brain just doesn't want to dive into those things, no matter how much I might be interested in the topic. And so my one concern was um, that even though I've been playing the new edition of the rules, for six months, I still didn't know them like, back to front, you know, and those were the thought; those were the thoughts of resistance that did come up before in the week of. It was like, oh, what if, like, you know, I it, yeah. we get to a point, it's obvious. I don't know what the rule is. I have to look it up, and then everybody sees because yeah. I was gonna. I didn't know these people; like, I didn't know them at all. So it's like there was a little bit of that. But the good news is, and I attribute a lot of this to the coaching that I got from you when I was your coaching client, because and
1: we, your other coach
0: and my other coach Ella, who's That's also true. amazing. Um, because with both of you, I worked on my thinking and, and replacing negative thoughts and negative beliefs with positive thoughts and positive beliefs. And so when I had that thought of like, Oh, what if, what if me not knowing the rules well enough is a problem, I like immediately have this thing of like, dude, it's a game. Like, you know, we're not sending people to the moon. We're not saving lives. Like this is just like, if who cares? Like even if six people show up and they're jerks and they hate that I don't know the rules whatever it was four hours it's over I'll go play somewhere else you know or whatever you know like it just doesn't matter and I think I I really felt like my resistance going away you know when when those thoughts would come up I could really just be like oh this is going to be fun like as long as I just like let go and have fun like stuff like that won't matter you know probably and so I went and um I mean, I had, I mean, first of all, the six people that showed up were, and this is very common throughout the D&D community. Now, now I know, now that I'm getting more familiar with it. I mean, they were just the kindest, sweetest, friendliest people on earth. And they all had like their own unique clever sense of humor and their own unique sense of creativity. And we just had an absolute total blast. Like all Sounds seven like of you. us. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I do all right.
1: You attracted like-minded people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, and it was a really good mix too. I mean, and it's interesting because like the most, there was one person there that had been playing for a very long time and had been playing the new, new rules that came out in 2014 for a long time. And rather than be a problem, he was a gigantic help to me. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't know the rules, he knew the rule, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and he helped. Like, it wasn't like an antagonistic thing that my resistance thought had presented it as. It was like my not knowing that particular rule that well was an opportunity for him to help and for the two of us together to have more fun.
1: And I think, too, that when we're in, in and near the vortex, Mm-hmm. Like that supersedes yeah. those fear thoughts or the resistance or, yeah, it's for sure pretty brilliant.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, but I also had, we had somebody that had only been playing for two months. We had somebody who'd been playing since February, which would have been three months or something like that. Um, and we had, I had somebody who, it was their first time playing Dungeons and Dragons ever.
1: Wow. Yeah. And awesome. It you was really cool. a nice little mixture, huh?
0: It was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And um Yeah, it was really incredible. And
1: And each one of them attracted the other. Yeah. Like everyone like you you're having your own experience and your yeah. own story. And each yep. one of them is having their own as well. Yeah. That is so yeah. awesome.
0: And the other thing, too, is that I, that I told you, this this made me choke up when I first remembered it, um, was that in the, whenever, however long that was, I don't recall the exact time, the last time I played D&D, but it was somewhere like 95, 96, 97, somewhere in there. In that time between then and when I first played my first online game through the start playing website which was i think 2020 2021 um that gap you know i not all the time but i definitely had thoughts of like man i really wish i could play D. &D. like why don't i get my books out and just do some stuff on my own or why don't i you know ask my friends or whatever and then i would sometimes have these guilty thoughts like oh man like i really would love to play and i'm not allowing myself to play and i would sort of beat myself up for that a little bit um and then i'd also like kind of um are we done (laughs) thanks for watching everybody We like,
1: usually set a thirty minute timer. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden, like, what's that? I'm like, oh shoot, that's my timer. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's good actually. I should I should wrap up my thing here. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost done. But um, yeah. But um, that whole time period, I was ha- every now and then I would have this thought of like, like a shamey kind of shame kind of thought, or or guilt kind of thought, or or beating myself up about like. This is something I want to do for fun. I used to do it for fun. I gave it up. I, I still to this day don't. We could probably do a whole episode, of, <laughs> not of this podcast, but some other podcast of like, why did I not do it for so long? But the thing that's been incredible. So now I, I just dungeon mastered my second time uh, a couple nights Yay. ago here, and we had even more fun this this past oh, wow. time. We had a couple of
1: you made other people. Better, yeah. better, and better? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, it, it, it really, it, I mean, you can actually sort of feel it, you know, like, oh, because this is the thing I didn't tell you in friend time, was that the Geeky Tea store has a bunch of different places where you can play games. And, but the coolest place is this one room that's just for one game, because it's only big enough to hold about eight people around one table. And they've got it made up like the throne room of a castle. And I didn't know this. I'd seen it through the, because it's part of it that's got a glass, you know, big window where you can see in from the outside. But what I couldn't see until I actually got into this room was they also have like a whole, they just have all sorts of stuff you can use to help yourself, to help play, all sorts of accessories and stuff, which normally you'd have to bring your own. So the first week that I played and the first week I dungeon mastered we were in this big group room where there's multiple tables and there are people playing DD and people playing other games and it was super fun but it was a little challenging because sometimes it was hard to hear people because you'd have loud people at the other tables and stuff and i thought it's so funny when i when i saw the throne room i just thought oh you probably have to like be a big deal you know you have to establish yourself before they give you the the throne room and i walked in Two nights ago with my stuff and I was all ready to, to go to the back, to the back room where, where I'd been two times before, and um, the cashier said, Oh, tonight you're in the you're in the throne room and I was like, <laughs> like What? And I mean, and this, this gets even crazier. So I was, I was like over the moon, you know? And so I go in and I'm setting up and we're in the throne room. Like all the chairs are like, you know, like the game of thrones mm-hmm. kind of chairs, yeah, that you know, yeah. the queen and king would sit in.
1: What's the table like? Does it, does it match that? It's
0: no? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a gigantic thick wooden table, oh, okay, you know? Cool. Um, Sweet. but yeah, and they had all kinds of stuff, um, and then as it so happened, I brought a lot of stuff to set up the little scene for people because we use little figures. I usually have one by my desk, but so, for some of the game, you, you use little figures for your fictional characters so you can tell where everybody is mm-hmm. in, in the particular scene or scenario or whatever. And for most of this session, the fictional characters, were going they didn't know this at the start, but they were going to be on a ship crossing this like frozen, nearly frozen lake. And a whole bunch of crazy stuff happens while they're on the ship. And I had brought a whole bunch of stuff, but I didn't have a ship. Like I didn't have a little ship. (laughs) And um, we started playing. And when when I told them there there was a ship and they basically figured out they had to get on it and use it to get to the next thing, one of the people who played said, oh, they have a ship here at the store that you can use. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I played here a couple months ago and, like, the dungeon master had a ship and he said it was from the place. He's like, I think it's just in another room. I can go find it. And I was like, okay. And he comes back and I should text you the photo of that I took of yeah, the to ship. Please like please. it was the perfect size. It's like all, all seven of their, we had seven people playing two nights ago. All seven of the little figures fit in the ship perfectly. And it actually let me like move the ship across the table oh, as they did their voyage, you know? Yeah. It was crazy. It was so crazy fun. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it just, it's one of those things that just keeps keeps expanding. The final thing I'll say is because this is another, you know, very strong Law of Attraction, um, Art of Allowing thing, and I hope I'll keep the person's name out of it, but I think she'd be okay with me telling it. One of the players who was there both weeks that I dungeon mastered um, I had done this thing two nights ago, where in the novel or whatever you want to call it, we call it an adventure or a module, but it's the story that you play that night. You know, the beginning and middle of end of what happens for you and your fictional characters. Um, there's a point where the characters meet some musicians, and this is set in like a you know Middle Ages, medieval sort of time. It's it's not really Earth, but it's a it's a set in sort of what. We experienced on Earth as medieval times, so they're not like a rock band, but they have like a hammer dulcimer and like a drum and you know something else. And in the in the adventure, the the printed version, it just says, "Oh, just tell the players that they that they hear music." And as you know, I'm a musician, so I'm like, we're, "I'm not just gonna say they hear music. Like, I'm gonna figure this out, like how to do this." So I brought my boombox that's right here on my desk. And um, there's a bunch of people who have translated like well-known, popular, modern songs into medieval-sounding songs, only using medieval-type oh, instruments, like a oh, hammer dulcimer and a flute and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. So I had I had four songs prepared to play at different points in the story that I played for them, oh, which they loved. Uh, but one of them was. Um, there was a there was a romantic theme to one scenario, and so I found somebody played um, "What Is Love" by Hathaway, which is you may, people may or may not remember it, but it's the it, it became famous for the at the Roxy Saturday Night Live sketch where the Will Ferrell and uh, Chris Catan were the guys in the suits, the lame guys in the suits that would go like, <laughs> and um, I found this medieval version of that. And um, so in the little romantic scene, I played that. Yeah. And everybody laughed, everybody thought it was hilarious. But the the woman that was that played both weeks, she said, she, she her story is incredible in terms of how she got in the game. She literally went to the store one night to play a board game. And people, she went, she played the board game, but there was somebody at another table playing d and And they were having so much fun that she asked somebody, she's like, what is that game? And they're like, oh, that's Dungeons and Dragons. She's like, what is it? And and they're like, well, you kind of have to play to figure it out. Like, it's a lot to explain. And so she literally, like, the universe just like, you know, her attraction and the universe just worked together. She didn't even know she was going to be playing Disney. Um, But I wrote to her afterwards. Uh, I emailed her after the session and just said, you know, I had a really fun time playing with you, and I'm so glad you're there and everything. And she said, when you played the medieval version of, um, you know, what is love by Hathaway. She's like, that it was one of my favorite songs from earlier in my life. And like anytime I hear that song randomly, it's I feel like it's a sign from the universe, like I'm in the right place, doing the right thing. And she's like, She's like, I have I had a ton of fun both nights, but you know, she's like, when you played that song, it's like, oh, I I'm she got this like really deep feeling of like, oh, I'm supposed to be here, I'm in the right place in my life. And i just was like oh man so (laughs) it's not just me
1: major (laughs) chills up my thighs yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
0: so (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's just one of a billion trillion stories on mother earth of every single one of us just like art of allowing
0: yeah. yeah, but what's what's really apparent to me is that I've had very little resistance and the resistance that has come up. It's kind of like I described before. I've seen the thoughts come up, but then like I have a positive thought and the fun and the joy that the game brings me like cancels out the the resistance very quickly.
1: And that's what happens is that when we're in the vortex, those lower mm-hmm. vibrational thoughts, sometimes we can't even I can't yeah. even think of them. Yeah. And yep. then if they do pop up, like you said, they're just like, bang They just like yeah. bounce right off the energy that I'm projecting out. Yeah. And but when yeah. I'm in that lower vibration, then it's like, glumming on. It's like gum. It can't get it off of me.
0: Oh, and the the, the I can't believe I remember this, but the George Bernard Shaw quote. Um, I found this at. The Because um, I also went to the L.A. gaming convention over the weekend. That's a whole other story. Um, but on one of the um, merchant's tables uh, that was there selling gaming stuff, I saw this quote by George Bernard Shaw, which I had never seen before. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to tell Stephanie about that. Because um, it's just like so, it just so well encapsulates. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, (laughs) the quote is, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Yep,
1: I love that quote. I
0: had never heard that before. It blew my mind, blew my mind. Yeah,
1: I always say that. It's like, you know, people are like, you're like, you seem 10 or 15 years younger than you are. And and that's like, that's my joy. And it's like, I'm really in touch with my little girl. Yeah. And I think, and I know people are like you know in their 70s and 80s and when they tell me their age i'm blown away because i'm they act so much younger yeah um and it's all it's all it's it is a mindset it's an energy yeah. vibration like yeah, yeah you stop doing what you love we just shrivel up and die yeah
0: yeah That's yeah amazing. that was really powerful for me to see that because um mm. at the convention it You know, I I shot a couple of videos on my phone and sent them to you at at your request, which I'm glad you asked me to do that. But it was just like, oh, my God, these are all adults. Like, and so many people like I'm 51 and like so many people were in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Like it was all grownups. But like the whole setup at the uh, LAX Hilton was all about playing games and having fun. And the one video I sent you when I walked through the board gaming and war gaming hall, which was just people playing things that actually have a board. I mean, that that room, it's, it's like the grand ballroom of the LAX Hilton. And it was just like table after table after table after table of like four five six grown-ups like playing games everybody laughing everybody smiling everybody like rolling dice and moving little people and like just having the time of their lives and i just was like it, it almost felt like when i walked into that room it was a little bit like like heaven on earth kind of thing of like you know if we were all in our better selves all the time, like this is what it would be like. Like everybody would just be like getting together, like, oh, you guys are playing a game. Let me play. Like that'd be awesome. You know?
1: Oh, <laughs> like I just had this visual of when I was sharing a couple, I think it was the last episode about having that experience, that dream of where it, I, it was what I thought it would be like to have a near death experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just like it is here, but we're I'm just somewhere else and we're with friends. And when you yeah. said that, I'm like, break that's what it's like it's yeah like, yeah that's what it's like when we transition it's just like yeah have it on. It's just like yeah. total bliss Well oh. yeah.
0: yeah cool
1: <laughs> that was great
0: well thank you so much for listening i i'm i glad you did get some words in but i know you were listening a lot during the episode <laughs> stuff <and> So thank <laughs> it you. it was
1: for- great i loved yeah. it it's just a, a great reminder to me that yeah the universe what was it the universe is brilliant at this
0: yeah Yeah, I mean, as we, like, one of our episodes that I, past episodes I really love is the, uh, I think the title of it is something like, Stay Out of the Universe's Control Room. And that whole discussion, uh, if you, if you are listening and, or watching and you haven't heard or seen that episode, please go find it. I think it's somewhere deep into season two, because that's really, like, yeah, like, if we just stay out of the way, if we just let go of those resistant thoughts, like, we will naturally attract the timing the order the you know the stuff the money the people all that stuff will just naturally happen it's like the thing that most keeps stuff at bay is us thinking that we have to figure it out with our logical mind and like it's up to us, and if we can't figure it out, then it won't happen, blah, 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 or, like, we don't deserve it because of this, or it can't happen because of this, or whatever. Or like, fear if you that finish. it's
1: not going to happen, fear that yeah. I'm not going to get it, and then yeah. that just blocks it as well. Yeah. It's not that it's not there, it's just that I'm blocking it.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, shut up, have fun, and be happy, and your <laughs> life will be amazing. Like, honestly, <laughs>
1: yeah. doesn't have to get
0: very complicated all right well thank you so much everybody for watching and listening we really appreciate it um we want to thank you if you're listening to the audio version on apple podcast app google podcast wherever you listen to your podcast and thank you so much to those of you who watched us on um our youtube channel here um please spread help spread the word uh, liking following subscribing and reviewing us all helps us uh, we appreciate that thank you so much uh please comment if you're watching us on youtube and uh any anyone can always send us an email at cocreationstation1111 at gmail.com and if people want to find you on the interweb stephanie where can they do so
1: i'd love to hear from you let's have chat uh www powerinjoy.com p-o-w-e-r-i-n-j-o-i and same on instagram
0: all right and you can always find me as long as it's not 100 years in the future um, at on instagram at cullen underscore daniels underscore worcester cullen has two l's and worcester is w-o-r-s-t-e-r and i also launched my new uh dnd themed youtube channel this week with my first video it's called the gentle dungeon master um so if you want to look up the gentle dm on youtube i'll probably put the links in this video as well so you can Absolutely. check that out if you uh If you happen to be interested by any of the D&D talk that has uh, happened here, you can find out more over there. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Uh, We wish all of you a very fun-filled, happy week full of play and mirth. And uh, we'll see you next time on uh, co creation Station. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.